You can't say that on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Hello, you're on the air. HWA Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HWA Radio here. This is Keys, and we just hit double digits. This is show number, or this is episode number 10 here on the HWA Radio. Joining me, of course, as always, is good old CR. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be here, Keys. Look forward to uh, an exciting, uh, however long we're going to be, with some nice discussion. And that's uh, probably going to be a reasonably uh, short one because we've finally gone back. We had the pay-per-view. We had the uh, the, the 100th show special. But now we're back into our regular cycle and uh, should, should have a lot of good matches to talk about this week and uh, some upcoming weeks. But as always, we like to start with the power rankings. I need a, I need a song hit for that. I need something to enter to power rankings or something like that. I'll, I'll find something. But for now, it's just power rankings. Uh, Let's start with number one. It's going to be the Goldfather. Yes, he moves up one position, and the Rubber Duck moves down one position. Why? Because well, it just makes sense. <laughs> it's a board decision, really. Uh, after that, we have Boofu the Clown, who is holding strong at number three because he got a, a win against Vic Volger, and uh, he kind of does. He, he can't really move up because the two guys with belts above him. But uh, he, he sticks there, and then you got Crow Magnon sticking where he is, and Nico Inoki at number five. And coming in at number six is the big guy Ugandan Katungi, number seven. Sabu, moving up three spots now. You know, uh, this is one thing, again, we, we talked about last week how I thought the Goldfather should be ranked uh, number one as he is the world champion, and it looks like the board uh, heeded my uh, my recommendation. Yes, but, they uh, did. You know, Sabu, <laughs> uh, Sabu is a champion, and I think I think your, your top three spots should be occupied by the champions, but I don't put these together, so I just read what's on the papers. We'll, we'll have to see what the board says about that. They might agree with you, too. Uh, number eight, uh, the snowman, number nine. Oops. Seems we lost our connection with good old CR. <laughs> That's a first. Let's see if we can get him back here. All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're not going to edit this out either because <laughs> it's just fun that way. Uh, there we go. And he's back. <laughs> well, something happened. I'm telling you, there's crazy things with the weather going on here. How far do we get with my, my, my analysis? Uh, you are just starting on number eight there. Okay. Well, so uh, number eight is the snowman. Uh, Fuzz Pigman comes in at number nine. And number 10, Corporal Punishment breaks the top 10. Yes, he does. With his big win against Fritz. And I'll tell you what, if you look at this, you see that five of the top 10 spots are occupied by members of Chaz Sager Enterprises. I don't know what that means, but definitely they're moving up the rankings. Yes, they are. They got the Goldfather, Rubber Duck. All, everybody has to look out for, for CSE because they are, they are on fire and they're skyrocketing as we speak. Um, and I see no, no, no members of the West Coast Alliance or the Admiral's Fleet. Yes, got actually, some work to do. We had uh, the Bones McIntyre was bumped out of the top ten because he just hasn't uh, really. Well, he hasn't wrestled. <laughs> I guess you could you could say that'd be a big part of it. But uh, once he gets the chance to wrestle, he'll I'm sure he'll be floating around there somewhere. But uh, like I say, we got you got to make the cutoff some point, and that is it for the power rankings. And let's move on to show number thirty seven here. A little recap, and we started hey, off but, with. But before you start this, I just want to I just want to say after last week's fiasco. I don't think we're going to have any problems with Gene this week. Okay, good. No more dead cows. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, he, he, I offered to make him a cocktail, and let's just say that I slipped him a Mickey. He'll be sleeping for days. Oh, okay, good. You put him in the basement where it's nice and cool, so he doesn't stink. Oh yeah, no, no, no you, uh, sorry, you just, you just, you just drugged him. Okay, I thought I was thinking something else. Never mind, never mind. Uh, no, 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 no. I just gave him a little something to help him relax and get a little a well-deserved rest. Okay, well, the worst smell you'll have is then him farting uh, as he sleeps. But 
with uh, Gene, Gene at the uh, bay right now, and his cows safe on the on the ranch. Uh, we have the first battle, the women's national battle royal here. Eight women in the ring. Jesus Christ! Misato Mayhem, La Tarantula, new wrestler. Pretty Miss Scarlet, PMS, uh, also new wrestler. Misty Furberger was in there. Katie Bang, Jamie Bondage, a third new wrestler. Then you had Penny Weiss and Muffy Trust Fund all at once. Man, I haven't seen this much action on a TV screen since Caligula came to Blu-ray. Oh, dear God. I, didn't, I never saw that movie. It wasn't allowed. <laughs> I don't think you missed missed too much. Uh, but let's uh, first first to go over with Misty Furberger. And this was at the hands of La Tarantula. Now, she's already impressing me. This this, this little upstart. Uh, she's a, a luchadora from Mexico. And uh, let's see her. I mean, you know more about her. Can you give us uh, some more background on this fiery little lady? Well, like I said, uh, she was uh, discovered by Chaz on one of his, uh, he was a vacationing in Mexico and uh, happened to uh, scout at some of the local promotions, saw this girl, which is completely blown away by her in-ring uh, ability, and uh, he offered her a contract on the spot, and uh, after the what I saw in that first match, uh, it may be money well spent. She is definitely uh, the, the force to be reckoned with here, starting off early in the HWA. Uh, her very first match, <laughs> she got to take out the first person on it. Uh, which uh, that was uh, Misty Ferberger. Misty Ferberger d- didn't put put up much of a fight. I don't think she's much of a, a battle royal chick. But uh, regardless, you had uh, the next one over was Masato Mayhem by Muffy Trust Fund, and th- this is once again another victim of the high center of gravity. We talked about this before there, CR. Well, I'll tell you, you know, maybe, maybe not, because you know, you'd think Penny would be at a disadvantage because she's a tall girl and she wears those six inch heels for God's sake. But yeah, Masato, he, she just looked uh, kind of disinterested, kind of ho hum. I guess she figures she'll get her shot eventually and get out of there and don't get hurt. But uh, definitely, uh, the way I looked at it, it was a disappointing performance. I don't know how Chaz felt about it, but uh, I do know that I expected more from her, and she just uh, didn't seem like she wanted to be there. I don't know what the reason was. She's very focused on that women's championship, and I know because I've spoken to Saul before, uh, and he say, he actually encourages her, says, don't even worry about this national title. It's not a big thing. We're going for the the big platinum, the, the, the pink belt, not the green one. So, uh yeah, Saul, maybe just telling her to take it easy whenever she gets her chance at the belt, at the big belt. Uh, then uh, she'll have more to give. Uh, okay, after that, yeah, along came Penny, we'll say, with a high kick on Katie Bang. Moments later, she takes out Muffy the exact same way. Those big, in, those big ass feet of hers with those heels, <laughs> just taking wrestlers out at, at will. Well, yeah, she's a big girl. A lot of force behind those kicks, and, uh, you know, she can get those legs up pretty high. <laughs> and uh, when, when you're that tall, she was just booting them right in the mush, and over they went. I'll tell you, I was impressed by her performance. She can get those legs pretty wide, too, actually, from what I hear. But I uh, don't hey. want to get too much into that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you had the final four. You had Penny, and you had three newest wrestlers. All These guys are all trying to make a name for themselves. Very impressive. Uh, we had uh, Penny, well, first of all, Penny came in with another one, dispatched Jamie Bondage, uh, took her out, and then PMS takes out La Tarantula. So you got another one here, and you're down to your final two, Penny and PMS, and you're going up against uh, this big woman, this skilled woman who obviously knows what she's doing. You're brand new to the HWA. If you're the new girl, what's going through your mind at this point? Well, I'll keep in mind that I'm not a girl, but I will tell you that if, if I were in that position uh, as a new wrestler, I'd be, I, well, first of all, I'd be proud of the accomplishment. Uh, you know, to make it to the last two in, the, in, in, in that situation, uh, you know, you give yourself a pat on the back, but you have to understand you're in there with a, a seasoned veteran, someone's a former women's champion and uh, someone that uh, doesn't really take a whole lot of crap in that ring. I'll tell you, I give Penny that much. But uh, yeah, I think I think all the new women uh, kind of acquitted themselves quite nicely in this match. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to be uh, good things for the HWA women's division moving forward. 
And it's going to be very exciting. You're going to have to keep an eye on that. Uh, the following week, we have a six women's battle royal. We're going to get into that shortly. But now, well, let's go ahead and talk about this false count anywhere match with Boofu the Clown and Vivacious Vic Volgar. And to, well, to say that Vic started out strong against Boofu might be an understatement. I mean, he's younger. He's more toned. But here's here's a downfall of his that I noticed. He's he's also more mature. There was a lot of posturing going on. Uh, you talk about maturity. I, it, I guess it's different for everybody. But do, what do you? How how does that work into a wrestler's uh, career that this early in the in the juncture? Well, I'm not so I'm not so sure it's immaturity. I just think it's uh, being full of yourself. I mean, he's a very cocky individual. He certainly loves he himself. Uh, uh, you, you look at who normally accompanies the ringside. That Brandy Alexander, she's a sight for sore eyes, if you know what I mean, out here on the ranch. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, he uh, he's certainly uh, used to showing off for her. So yeah, he's 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 a bit full of himself, and we heard that when he was coming in here. And uh, that's why you call your, you know, somebody calls himself vivacious. Obviously, has a lot of uh, high opinion of themselves. I would say so assume. So uh, yeah, he. he, he Hey, he was on top at that time. Maybe he was just trying to a psychological game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm better than you, whatever it was. But yeah, it came back and bit him in the ass in the end. Yeah, he he did put a lot of moves uh, on the outside. He actually gave Bufu two of the taint nothings. Uh, Bufu kicks out each time. Uh, Bufu, I look at Bufu and just toughness is, is seeping out of him. I mean, what is Bufu's secret that allows him to take so much punishment and just keep on ticking? Well, I'll tell you what. He's he's a he's a very uh, as they say here on the ranch, a double tough individual. By God, I'll tell you, he's a and he's and he, he's a big man. I mean, you might say he's fat or whatever, but he's a big, powerful man, and uh, it takes a lot to keep him down. You look at uh, some of his matches he's had. Uh, you know, th- he been, he's been in some of the brutalest, most brutal. I'm sorry, matches to do correct English uh, matches that we have seen in the HWA, and and he just keeps coming back for more punishment. You know, uh, shades of uh, uh, you know Mick Foley from from the uh, Evil Company up north back in the day. So right. Uh, he definitely can take a punch. He can take a beating, and uh, he comes back. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it is. We we, we said this before. So, some men, when you see that blood flow, I mean, not that he was busted open, but to use an analogy, you see that blood flow, and two things happen: you either the adrenaline flows and it fires you up, or you retreat into a shell and you're done. Right. Bufu, he's a guy. He can take all the punishment, chair shots, whatever it is. He's going to keep coming at you, and you're going to have to do a lot to put this man down, and and that's what it takes to beat him. Very much shades of McFolio with uh, with Boo for the clown there. I mean, after his, his spine was broken, he had three vertebrae replaced uh, with titanium. Uh, after after that bout with Keys, that was it was really just a horrible time for Keys going through that scene as wrestler. But uh, Keys is definitely proud of him now. He's a, even even though he does get he still doesn't get any credit when he comes down. The crowd boos him, but you know he doesn't care. He's all about business. And uh, Bufu was able to strike uh, to just nail Nick uh, Vic right in the jaw with that pie in the face. And that, that's a tried and true nerve striker right across the jaw. It's a, I actually learned that in Hapkido is if someone's uh, someone if you got to get out of a situation, you take the palm of that heel. Bring it all the way around, smack him right in the jaw. That nerve, it just puts him right out, and that's that. That's was Bufu's uh, great move there with the pie in the face. But we heard that Bufu it now is he's announced a reimagining of himself, and he's going to have uh, new moves. We also heard, I heard a one move. It's going to be the scary go round. I'm not sure what that is, but it's going to be real exciting to see. He's going to have a new outfit naturally. Uh, but when a wrestler takes it, oh, a wrestler that's been around for a while, what kind of challenges do they have when they're re- reinventing themselves like this? Well, I'll tell you what. If you're if you're if you're a, a competent professional in that ring, it's not really going to be a challenge for you. You know, guys are always fine tuning things and 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 trying to, to do things better. And you know, these guys look at a lot of film, uh, trying to break things down. I mean, Boo, who knows what he's doing inside that 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 ring? And and you know what? You know, maybe it's a new outfit or new look, whatever it's going to be. Maybe try a few new moves. Great. 
you know, and, and, and hell, you know, the good thing about that is he's going to come out and, and his opponents aren't going to have a book on him. They're not going to have him scouted. They're not going to know these moves. It's going to give him an advantage for the first couple of times. Then once they get the book on you and know your tendencies, which if he, you know, if, if he's anything like he has been, the people figure it out. But, hey, I, I think he's, uh, Bufu's got a lot of upside. And, and, and I, quite frankly, I am very surprised he hasn't had more success in the HWA. Uh, I expected him to, uh, you know, have a couple runs at the world championship. This man is, like we said, he's a tough customer. And uh, I just think he all he needs is the opportunity, and he needs to uh, he needs to start putting together some wins, get himself into these rankings, uh, do something like a Sabu did. Maybe start out with the with the, the, the you know we want to say it's the, the the least important title, but in the in, in the grand theme scheme of things, the TV title is number three in the in the chart. But you know maybe he needs just to get something to stepping stone, get himself up there. Well, or actually, he he, he, yep. he is. Oh, I got to mention this. Uh, he is in line to next week. He's going to be wrestling for the Inter Horseman Championship against the Rubber Duck. So, well, there you go. Yeah, then. Right no better there. way to uh, no better way to assert yourself and uh, win a title over a man who we all know how I feel about. It. I'm just the one get into it. But anyway, if he, if he that'll be a huge boost to his his career and his confidence to get a win over that man. That should be. Uh, let's, let's let's pull for him. Let's uh, hope he can get it. Hope he can get the crowd in his favor. Of course, the rubber duck just he doesn't care either. He just puts likes to put his ass in his crotch in everybody's faces. Uh, after, well, we know who I'll be rooting for in that man. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know, who will you, who will you be rooting for? Boo-foo! 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 <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Third match of the night was uh, the manager's triple threat match. Now, we mentioned before, these managers always give everything. Uh, but when the title's on the line, they dig extra deep. And uh, looking at this match, this was absolutely no exception to that rule. Just uh, just craziness uh, with those guys going at each other like like wild animals. It definitely was. You know, you had all three of them in there, and they were going at it. And uh we always said when they when they get their little time to shine, they you know they, they don't always uh, get get to show off their skills. And uh, this, this was no exception with this match. Uh, all three of them had a, a an admirable showing. Uh, only one person could win, but uh, you know uh, these these three on one matches. And, and as you bring up to the last talking point here about the end, I'll, I'll expound on this. But you know you, you really can't put too much stock on the outcomes when you have three on one or you know three guys going at it. One, you know, it's it's just crazy, right? And. Uh, you know, so I mean, I'd rather see these guys. You know, last week it was a ladder match. This week, I'd rather see just two two combatants one on one. Put these guys in a cage, put them in some kind of a special match, but have it one on one, so each man can show their abilities and, and and not have what happens in these matches. You know, it's it's just a shame that that, that only one man could win because all three really well. Joe didn't really do anything but grab people's balls as he always does. <laughs> but you know, they all all three had their shot. And what's uh, the, the only reason this match uh, transpired like it did was the fact that. The uh, Aaron lost the well. He had the belt, and then he lost his uh, chance to wrestle. So uh, this was a very different match for that. Uh, Chaz, let's let's look at what he did. He brought in a sledgehammer. Now he wasn't able to use it. That's not to say that it did not get used. A little later, Keys grabs it and drives it right into Joe's sack. <laughs> this is poetic justice, given Joe's penchant for genital abuse. It's just yes, it, could, it could it could not have happened to a nicer man, if you ask me. <laughs> And when I saw it, I was just thinking to myself, there's your comeuppance, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I was, however, surprised that Chaz was not able to utilize that sledgehammer. I mean, he, he went, he got it, he came into the ring with purpose, but then all of a sudden took a shot and ended up dropping it and never got it back. I just couldn't understand that. Sometimes it's tough. You go outside and the other wrestlers are already in the ring. You run outside, you grab something, you bring it in. And if they're on their feet at the time, there's just no chance you're going to get to use that. It's, it's, it's like it's, we saw Chaz is great at timing, but in this particular case, it just didn't work out for him. You're right. Because the men inside the ring have the advantage. You're trying to get in. They're going to be kicking at you, grabbing at you. So, you know, the best time to get that sledgehammer is when everybody's outside the ring and then be the first one back in with it. There you go. 
Um, Got to say this. We, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. This was a crazy ending, as, as w- would be expected. Uh, Keys relaxing in the corner while Joe hits the sack attack on Chaz. Now, Keys sitting back. He didn't sit back for long. He comes in, he busts it up, he hits both of them at the same time. Chaz hits the hits the mat. Then he nails Joe with this rolling clothesline of his, very acrobatic move. Uh, Joe goes rolling out. He, he Keys comes in, pins Chaz for the win, and it's I, it's good to see. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, but uh, Keys definitely taking a page out of Chaz's book this time. Well, yeah, we talked about what happened in the ladder match with Chaz kind of like laying back, letting everybody wear themselves hot, and then all of a sudden, look who's scooting up that uh, ladder to grab the briefcase and right. uh, get a scavenger win, which is... Exactly what Keys did, you know, and uh, congratulations to him. Uh, Joe did the dirty work with the sack attack. And Keys got the pin, and that's what I mean. You know, you, you have these these matches like this. You want to see two guys go head-to-head. You don't want to see something like this happen. Let's just put two guys in the ring, and let's not have any crazy stuff. And But for the love of God, Pedro, if you're listening, outlaw those moves by Joe. You should not be beating the hell out of a man's nuts. It's just not fair. Need an iron jock strap to, for some of these wrestling matches here. Actually, there ought to be some condoms bring, issues bring, for the. Maybe maybe Chaz can go out and find Iron Iron Balls McGinty from the movie The Jerk. <laughs> we never did see him. I never saw what Iron Balls McGinty looked like in that movie. I, have to, I might have to watch that tonight. Uh, but before before I go into uh, Steve Martin Cinema at this point, uh, we're going to go into the exhibition match. Now, like I say, we just throw these exhibition matches in there sometimes. Little one on one action, and uh, th- I mean this was a typical battle between two icons of the HWA. However, I got to say this was overshadowed by the managers. All right, not only because of of Chaz's new ringside attire. He comes down like he's uh, J.R. Ewing. Uh, it's, it's probably end up getting shot like J.R. Uh, but uh, this is, in fact, the premiere of the liberal lawyer. This goofy this goofy guy coming down, has a suit on, has a mask, has a uh, taxi driver's cap. And uh, I, I, what, what, what's your take on, the, on this liberal lawyer coming in here and uh, his, his management skills? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, in, in regards to Chaz and the, uh, the, the new uh, ringside attire, I, I heard that he has uh, <clears throat> somehow acquired a ranch in texas <laughs> somehow I, I don't know that it was uh, apparently somebody owed him a lot of money for something and the guy couldn't pay up well guess who's got the deed to the ranch now so he's yeah, fancying fancying himself an oil man and cattle bear in these days and, uh, Ch- Chaz does does dabble in loan loan well, i don't want to say loan sharking because <laughs> that might be a slander at this point but uh well, Ch- 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 he's a venture to- capitalist if you if you know what i'm saying <laughs> there you go he has a lot of he has a lot of money to, to, to spread around out there and uh but anyway he's even uh, he even stopped by the ranch last week he wanted to see how some things go out here and and, and uh you know i tried to get him to take gene with him and he wasn't buying it he doesn't want his cattle dead too yeah, exactly, and, and, and then uh, he was none too happy with this liberal lawyer. I can tell you that much. Yeah. In uh, fact, uh, he he threatened to call into the podcast tonight. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. He he may be calling uh, later. I'm not sure. We'll have to see if but, we get uh, a, a guest spot here by by good old C, uh, Chaz. Uh, good old yeah, C, well, I was calling good old CR. I, yeah, no, I t- I told him uh, you know what time we'd be doing this, so you, you might be expecting a phone call. All right. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, this liberal lawyer, he looked like a, an idiot. Who the hell wears a hat with a mask? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was leather on leather, so very, very interesting. If uh, no, I, I hate I to know. see his... maybe he's maybe he's somehow related to the gimp wearing these <laughs> leather masks. I don't know. Maybe there's something going on there. Yeah, the we gimp haven't talked about him, him in quite a t- How is the gimp these days? I, I, we haven't even 
talked about him in forever. Is he still wrestling for God's sake? Oh yeah, the Gimp is still wrestling. He's uh, in fact he's going to be not not the upcoming show, but uh, in, a sh- in the show following, he's going to have a match. Uh, do we have the? Did- did somebody get the details? No, we didn't get the details of that. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find that out and uh, let you know so just next week, probably, uh, whenever we go to do the podcast again. Yeah, I can't say I can't say that I'm missing him, but I'm just saying uh, you know, he's been <laughs> conspicuous by his absence. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's one definitely thing uh, he is, is conspicuous. <laughs> and he, like, he wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but let's go ahead and have a look at, at this notable move, this uh, corporal... <laughs> Corporal gave Fritz a pump handle suplex that <laughs> nearly killed the referee because his body flying through the air uh, damn near rolled both of them into the parking lot. And uh, you got to say that when it comes to the Corporal, adrenaline, it, it's a powerful thing. Uh, now, just in general, do you think, uh, how often do you think that uh, adrenaline gets a, gets a hold of these wrestlers? I, I saw that one move that uh, the Corporal did, I think, against Bones McIntyre. He rolled him back in the ring. The son of a bitch slid all the way through. <laughs> Has uh, Corporal been on, on any, uh, well, I'm not going to get into that topic, but uh, let's just talk about adrenaline in general. Uh, how often is, is it get, take advantage, or not take advantage, uh, does it, it take advantage of the wrestlers? Well, it's a, like you said, it's a, you know, that adrenaline gets flowing in the ring, and, and you just start flailing around there, and you, sometimes you can do superhuman feats of strength, you know? Uh, the Corporal's a powerful man to begin with. And, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about this, and, and the Corporal, he's, he's had a little bit of bad luck uh, lately, and, you know, he... he as much as as much as we like to say that he doesn't really care about titles, sometimes it's a little bit of a matter of pride. And I think he wants to, you know, get himself back into that title picture. He's trying to impress uh, whoever's putting together these polls. He got himself up to number ten in the power rankings. And uh, yeah, sometimes uh, you know you, you can do some crazy things out there. And I, I can't tell you how many times you know you, you see a wrestler all of a sudden the adrenaline starts flowing, they're bouncing all over the place, jumping off. And, and it, 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 poor referee, I, I sound like John Madden for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> a referee gets in the way, gets knocked down. We saw that happen, but yeah, I, it, not, the corporal has a really bad temper too. We always said he's a very unpleasant man. He doesn't like anybody, and uh, you know, you, you take that hair trigger temper along with adrenaline, and uh, I wouldn't want to be in his way. Uh, there, the, there is one thing he likes, and that's winning. And the way Fritz lost this match, it wasn't for lack of trying. He had the hands of stone in there. He had numerous rock and rolls. Uh, but the, the corporal, just the persistence, uh, d- did it have anything to do with the fact that uh, that he lost the spotlight in recent weeks? Is he, is he kind of a, does he have an ego like that? Because uh, you, you notice, I mean, he looks like he's all business, but there's got to be something inside of him that says, uh, hey, look at me. I, is, that, is that the case with the corporal? Well, I think, of course, you don't, You have to have an ego to be in this business. And, uh, you know, I think the corporal's trying – he he wants to be feared, and, and that's what he's, his calling card is, you know. And, and quite frankly, I think uh, some of that mystique, you know, when he, when he first debuted his first few matches, he was just going through people like uh, Grant through Richmond, so to speak. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, the mystique kind of wore off when he, he started having a little bit of a downturn. He lost a couple matches I really thought he was going to win. And I think he's just trying to get that back and, and just tell these people, hey, you know what? I'm still here. I'm still a badass. And if you're going to get in the ring with me, you're going to have a tough time. And I can take what you can dish out. And you better be, better be able to take what I'm going to dish out because I get that unlucky seven on you and somebody's going to the hospital. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the corporal and the gimp going at it uh, in the, the following show. Not the, not this upcoming show, but the, the following week. Uh, they, they could, you can please, put them in anything. Please do not put it that way. <laughs> Uh, that was a Freudian. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think the corporal wants to. Wants to. No, he doesn't want to. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, even though there's a don't ask, don't tell policy, but let's just let's move on before this gets any worse. Uh, we got to talk about the television title match. 
you had uh, Boof, uh, the Booger Dude and Sabu going at it. Uh, early in this match, Booger Dude seemed to get the upper hand on Sabu a few times. And uh, you, there was one move uh, where Sabu was trying to charge him, uh, and the, Sabu, uh, Booger Dude ducked down and ended up flipping him over the ropes, and Sabu landed pretty hard on that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was going to uh, have a trouble get back up and, and keep going, but uh, uh, does Sabu have a tendency to fall victim to overconfidence? Because that, that's kind of what it looked like to me. Well, I'm not so sure it was overconfidence because let's face it, I think his confidence was pretty low before he uh, ended up uh, you know, winning this title and getting back into the swing of things. But I think he did take the booger dude quite lightly. I think he uh, just went in there, thought he was going to steamroll him as much as we all did, pretty much thought that was the way it was going to be. And, uh, you know, hey, the booger dude's a professional. Right. He has his pride. He's not going to just lay down for someone. And he managed uh, early in the match to, to start quick, but uh, he just couldn't maintain that 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 uh, momentum. Okay. Um, once he got his bearings, I will say that Sabu basically pounded snot out of Booger Dude, no pun intended. Um, he ended up with a, with a single Liberty Bomb. Uh, Sabu is a, just a big dude now. <laughs> it was never that big before. Uh, but uh, you take that Liberty Bomb, and uh, what, what's, what's the, I got to ask you, backstage, behind the scenes, we're, we're always there. Uh, we see this uh, stuff that the, the, the audience doesn't. Uh, but what's been the word from CSC? I know you've been talking with them. Uh, what's, what have they been talking about on Sabu since this note of improvement? Well, obviously, chances, uh, you know, he's pleased as punch to uh, borrow a southern expression. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, we always said that you know he Sabu he was going through a bad time and he he is one of Chaz's all time. I mean, it's one of the first men he ever managed. And and I think there's a little you know Chaz isn't too much on sentiment. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, sentimentality or what, what am I trying to say? That's it. He's not <laughs> sentimental. You know, <clears throat> can't get the words out tonight. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Gene's <laughs> got me all for clumps. I'm worried about him. I, I hope he's still asleep. God only knows what he's into. <laughs> Do you need another uh, Moscow mule? <laughs> I might have to, but, uh, but yeah, so, but, but he does, I, I think have a, a, a place, uh, you know, near and dear to him for Sabu and, uh, deep down inside always wants to see him succeed. And, uh, you look what happened. Sabu left for a while and, and he was, uh, Chaz put him in, t- in touch with a trainer and nutritionist and he came back as a monster. And I think he's still trying to, to try, you know, when you, when you have that kind of a transformation physically, it, it takes a while to get used to what your body can and can't do. And I, and I think you need to, you know, he's just now starting to realize, you know, that maybe he can't do, excuse me, the 20 minute matches anymore, the 30 minute matches. He's got to get these over in 10, 15 minutes because, you know, maybe some fatigue sets in, maybe he needs to do a little bit more cardio. I don't know, but, but I think that, uh, they're, they're, jazz is extremely happy to see him uh, having success. And, you know, I, I think that it's, uh, He's reestablished himself as a valued member of CSE, and, and, and right now, uh, unless – I don't think Chaz would get rid of him. I think the only way Sabu is, is going to be out is if uh, he just decides to hang up the boots and, and, and call it a career. Uh, that could very well be, but uh, Sabu has been learning English in case Pedro X is looking to retire for, <laughs> for real this time. Uh, Sabu, he maybe might step in there and uh, do, some, do some announcing, do some, or he might do some announcing. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be two different languages. There would be me, and it would be – but <laughs> – <laughs> no, he's learning English, and he's doing pretty well at that. Uh, but uh, talking about his next challenge, he's uh, defending the television title against Bob Zombie. Now, this is another big dude. This There's a lot of fucking muscle going into that ring right now. Uh, and this is a rematch of a previous Hell in a Cell bout, where Bob was victorious. That was quite a battle, too. 
But, uh, I mean, if you're Sabu, what can you do to prepare for a match like this? I mean, you've been wrestling the guys like Booger Dude who are okay. They're kind of quick, and uh, but they're not really built. Now you're going up against this monster. Uh, what do you do to prepare for that? Well, I'll tell you, you, you do everything the opposite of what you did last time when you lost. <laughs> you know, you, you, obviously, uh, I'm sure that they'll sit down and, and they'll look at the, uh, the, the film from the, the, the last match, see uh, what they can do different. Uh, I think Sabu is a much more confident uh, wrestler right now. And I think that has a lot to do with it. And uh, I think it'll be, a, it is, this is going to be, a, as, as, as we all say, it's going to be a real slobber knocker when you get these two big boys <laughs> together and they start really going at each other. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a brutal match. If you ask me, there's going to be high impact maneuvers and uh, whoever wins this match is going to be a little worse for the wear. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Bob has been, uh, well, he recently lost a match and you could tell when he was leaving the, leaving the, the ring that uh, he was uh, highly disappointed in himself. So, you know, he, he wants to win. And uh, going up against Sabu, this could be a hell of a match, and it looks to be a good one. Uh, but that will wrap up th show 37. We are going to now talk about show 38, uh, the preview. Uh, we mentioned a couple things, but the first and foremost is going to be the Women's National Battle Royal. It's going to be morning. Oh, we got a, we got a phone call here. we got to pick that up. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me get that. Hello. Yeah, we're doing it right now. Yeah, let me ask him. Hold on a minute. Hey, he, uh, it's Chaz. He wants to know if he calls into calls into the studio there. Can you get him on the line? Actually, yeah, we should be able to patch him through with that uh, that new setup we got you at the ranch there. Go ahead and see if you can. You hit that. You hit the, the the green button and then then the then the, the blue one. See see if that will let him through. Okay, hold on a second. Hello. Hello. Hey, there you are. Good old Chaz calling in here from CSE. Uh, welcome to the show. Well, this is your first appearance here on the the, the, the podcast. Uh, what's, what's going on? Well, I'd like to say that this is a social call, but quite frankly, this isn't a social call. I have something to say, and I want the people to hear this. You know, the match, the corporal against Fritz von Stone, this liberal lawyer that accompanied Mr. Stone to the ring, that man looked awfully familiar to me. I can't put my finger on it yet, but let's just say I'm looking into his background. And I'm doing some investigating to see who this man is. Okay. He's already put his nose in HWA business once by having a title stripped from a deserving female wrestler. And I'll tell you this, I'm going to address you, the liberal lawyer, personally. If you have any plans on sticking your nose into CSE business, put that thought right out of your head right now. Because it will be the worst mistake you ever make. Yeah, once again, uh, we're talking about a rivalry here between the West Coast Alliance and Chaz Segner Enterprises. The West Coast Alliance just recently put him, put the the, the uh, liberal lawyer on retainer, and uh, yeah, that should be. <laughs> uh, if I was him, I would definitely. I agree with you. <laughs> you don't want to mess with with your organization. You got you got too much muscle. You got too much money. It's just it's a bad idea on his part. Well, I don't know where this man's come from. I don't know what his agenda is, but if you ask me, he's up to no good. And like I said, I've launched an investigation into his background, and we're looking to a few things. I think I have a pretty good idea who's under that mask. I don't have any proof yet, so I won't throw any unfounded accusations and leave myself open to a libel suit. It's a good idea. But I will tell you, I'm looking into it, and this man should be very afraid. He's CR 
it's been nice talking to you, but I've got to get back to work. All right. Good talking to you there, Chaz. Uh, Chaz, Signer well, for Chaz. Did, uh, Chaz, you have a good night. Now, Try to ease up or you know, uh, have a drink or something. Calm down, Jesus. You're not like you're on, ready to kill somebody. <laughs> Chaz, uh, Signer from Chaz Signer Enterprises here with a message to the liberal lo- lawyer. Keep your damn nose out of my shit. <laughs> so uh, good, well, good to have a call. For God's sake. Yeah, what, what is with these expressions you keep? Who's going to get this nose in this shit? For <laughs> I'm not talking literally. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that was a brilliant. Well, who came, brown, who came up with the term? That's even worse. Who came up with the term brown nosing? I mean, that's an obvious reference to somebody's nose and shit. <laughs> so, anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, the next. Uh, well, let's not forget your your favorite song lyric of all time, because in the '69, your humpty nose will tickle your ear. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, wouldn't mind tickling several of these women's ears that we're going to be talking about here. Oh dear! Uh, let's, come on, let's let's give the women some respect for God's it sake. Be a nose or tongue or anything like that. Regardless, let's talk talk about who's. And it's starting off with Morning Glory Hole, uh, a great wrestler going off, coming off great momentum going into this match. Trina Vanderskank has some success here early in the in the HWA, done pretty well. Lucy Fur naturally is a is a, a staple here in the HWA, done well. After that, we have Maggie Skookumchuk. Now this is a new, this is a farm girl, this is a, a farmer's daughter, uh, but she's probably bigger than the farmer. So in this particular case, and she is going to be fighting for uh, West Coast Alliance, a new a new wrestler there. Uh, after that, we have uh, BT Goth. Naturally, you know her. She'll, she'll take on anybody. And we also have Mosh Pit Margo, who is uh, signed on with the Bunkhouse Productions. Uh, six ladies, going to be a hell of a match here. But I, if I'm going to put place a guess on this, I got to go with Morning Glory Hole. She just has too much momentum to be stopped. I, I think she's going to she's going to just take take these women apart. Well, I, I just hope to God the next pay per view that that uh, Maggie Skuckum Chucker Shitum Puck whatever the hell her <laughs> name is isn't isn't wrestling because I don't know if I can pronounce that name. <laughs> I don't know where I'll he gets. I'll just have to call her a farm girl or whatever. I, or hey, hey, Stacks Calhouina. I don't know what it's something, but what the hell kind of name is Skookum uh, Skunkin Chuck? Well, I don't know what the hell that is. Skookum anyway, Chuck, I think it is. That's uh, Skookum Skook. Oh, whatever. I think it says that's anyway, a, it I, might be Pennsylvania I, I, Dutch. I think. I, I think. Know, okay. Well, whatever it is. Uh, you know, again, we got some uh, some new girls uh, going to be wrestling here. So they got the uh, the wild card, the un- the element of the unknown, but. Uh, you know, I would agree with you about more in Glory Hole, except for the fact that it's a battle royal. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, anything happens in these matches. You know, and uh, I think one-on-one, she can beat anybody in the HWA. But you get these crazy matches where you got these people all over the place, up and down. And, you know, you see how it is. You go, you know, something happens, you go for a clothesline and miss, they drop you over. So, uh, this, this really, I mean, she's definitely the most experienced woman in this match. Uh, no doubt about it. Does that translate to victory? I'm not so sure. I think you can flip a coin. As we saw the last match, the, the new girls put on a heck of a show. They were in the final four, so right. I, I don't know what's going to happen with this. I just think it'll be signing, and 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 whoever wins this knows that they got uh, Pennywise waiting for him in the uh, in the title match. If history will repeat itself, at least one of these new girls is going to be in the the final two in that match. So it, it, it's going to be a very exciting one. We're going to have to watch uh, next week. Oh, that's that's this that's this week coming up. Okay, I do want to mention that uh, we're going to have uh, our show is not going to be on Friday. In fact, it's going to be on Saturday. It's going to be a Saturday night, Saturday night special, not the gun or the the Leonard Skinner song. Uh, but it is. Uh, we're, yeah, we're just bumping another day. It will be on at nine o'clock as you normally would have it, and uh, so just 
Just wanted to point that out. Uh, second match that we have coming up, though, is going to be a KO match <laughs> between Spooge and Fuzz Pigman. <laughs> Here you have a brand new guy who is a, he hasn't had a match yet. He's interfered in a match once, and that was against uh, the Gluteus Maximus. I think he ran in on uh, as kind of a hitman for keys after that whole uh, debacle with losing the belt to Admiral Deuce. Uh, and, but then you got Fuzz Pigment, a man who's all business, a man who's added some moves to his repertoire uh, with a, with a, a small package. But in this case, uh, it's it's a KO match. You've got Spooge with his uh, chode choke slam, picks him up way high, drops him down right on the head. Fuzz Pigment, however, he has a he has a strategy too with that battering ram. You go out on that liver side, you can put somebody out just like that. So, uh, well, shit, <laughs> if I gotta go. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to place a guess on this one because Spooge is a is an unknown factor, and uh, I just r- really don't want to venture a guess on this. I, you might you might want to take a shot at it. Well, first of all, if Fuzz Pigman happens to listen to this podcast, Fuzz, remember it is Keys who said you had a small package. It oh, that- <laughs> because I am not going to be. I'm, that nightstick's coming nowhere near my head. <laughs> I'm glad so that we got first, security up in the booth now. That's that's the first order of the business. <clears throat> Second business, if I ever call a match that this man's involved in, I am not going to say that name like that every time he does a move. <laughs> I think we'll shorten it for, for the duration. Every time he does something. I think we should change the name to Mitch Cumstein. <laughs> Cumstein? Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, he, does, he does have splort on the front of his shorts. Very interesting. Yeah, well, he, he splurted something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> premature, premature ejaculator. He a little something to take care of that. But anyway, getting off the titles here. Uh, yeah, this match is, is going to be, uh, I don't I have no, I, I really have no clue what the hell is going to happen in this, because I've never seen this spooge character in the ring. And you know, if, if Fuzz is in a bad mood that night, I'd feel bad for him, for, for that guy across the ring. So well, let's just see how this goes. A KO match definitely favors Fuzz. He's a brutal individual. So it, I guess we'll see what happens. At the very least, these guys could go either way. I'll, I'll say that much about it. Um, Something that uh, another match coming up here. We got the tag team title between the Maniacal Medics and the Bang Gang. Uh, Bang Gang, who has gone up against the Medics before, the Medics took them apart the last time. Uh, but this time, they're not facing the same Bang Gang. Ever since uh, that title shot uh, back with the uh, the, the pay per view uh, and, and the extra training, it got in there the extra training that the Admirals put them through. Uh, this is not the same Bang Gang that went up against the Medics the last time. And I think uh, if the Medics win, they're at the very least going to have a challenge on their hands. Well, I'll tell you what, the uh, Maniacal Medics, they uh, former champions. They held those titles for quite a long time before they lost them to Eurotrash. And, uh, you know, the Bang Gang, we've seen them with some very questionable tactics as of late. Uh, a little right. bit of chicanery, a little bit of, uh, a, little bit of a mean streak, and uh, using the ropes to their advantage. Uh, maybe they've uh, learned a little bit of deviousness uh, from the old Admiral over there. This should be an exciting match. The Medics prime for another run w- uh, with that title. Uh, I know that they want to get those uh, those belts back around their waist. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Chaz, you know, he's always there to help uh, help his team in any way he can. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's he's very adept at that. Uh, the Admiral, I'll give him credit, he doesn't seem to mix it up too much. He doesn't he doesn't get too involved. He doesn't do a whole lot of the chicanery. Uh, but he's not above, uh, you know, throwing a chair in there or distracting a referee to, to do what needs to be done. And like I said, he's probably smart and he doesn't have any, any uh, wrestlers in our, in our power rankings in the top 10. So maybe he's out to prove something here. But uh, I look for the minutes to go back on top. I, I really do. I think uh, the experience is going to come through. And uh, I think uh, I think they're going to get those belts back. This should be a hell of a match, honestly, because you, you got the EMTs versus the THCs. So 
that's a, that's a, yeah, I just made that up. Sounded better well, in my that was head. Very, that, was, that was very clever. <laughs> Sounded better in my head. Uh, after that, we got a submission match between two guys who actually know something about submission moves. It is El Loco and the Snowman. El Loco, of course, with the Muy Caliente at Snowman with the Snow Cone, a, a move where he, uh, I remember Aaron Varhola had that slapped on him, and it, it didn't take him long to, to give up. So, uh, But th- there's very different wrestlers. They got this the luchador, the little guy, and you got Snowman, the big hulking guy. And well, hell, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick. I gotta pick that. I already put, passed on one, so I gotta pick this one. Uh, let's go with. Uh, you know what? I think El Loco. I, I think El Loco has more. He, he's got more experience than Snowman, and I think that might shine through in this case. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time we talk about El Loco, we talk about how he's short on stature, big on heart, and he's one of the one of the. Uh, he's he's again. He's a throwback to the old the old HWA, and he's got a lot of experience. And every time he caught this man out, he just finds a way to win. It, <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, but on the other hand, the snowman, he's, he's kind of, uh, he's like the corporal. He's all business out there. He's got a bad, uh, icy disposition. Having a conversation with the snowman is like talking to yourself. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really say a whole lot. He just kind of maybe looks at you and nods a little bit, grunts here and there. And, uh, yeah, he is the uh, definition of an icy stare. I'll tell you that much. Well, yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, it, it's just a shame you couldn't do any, uh, cross pollinating with these stables because I think that corporal punishment and the snowman would be one hell of a tag team. If you get those two guys together, Damn. I don't know who would want to, who would manage them, but I think they might be unstoppable, but, uh, well, there's always submission trades. Match. There's always trades. Yeah. To think about. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, El Loco, he's got that, the, the Moy Caliente. And, uh, once he slaps it on, he doesn't, uh, let it off too often. I just think the snowman is too big, too tough for him. And, uh, I'm going to take the snowman in this match. Maybe I'm wrong. Every time I count the little guy out, he comes through. But uh, I, I like the snowman's chances. All right, so a little opposite there. We'll have to see who uh, wins. That. We got to start doing like what they do on the NFL, where uh, everybody picks and then we keep tracks, and then at the end of the season, somebody wins something like a I don't know a, a, a mouse pad or something. But uh, not, it's not speaking of pads. We're speaking of this. Hey, uh, hold, 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 Gene, what are you doing? Oh Jesus, <laughs> Gene, Gene, we're off the roofie. He's back hey, in action. In the bathroom. <laughs> He's in the bathroom. Oh, for God's sake. Damn it, Gene, wake up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there at the ranch. Some crazy he's shit with sleep, Gene. He's sleepwalking. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I heard he does that. Room. He's in the bathroom? He just, he just pissed in the living room. <laughs> Oh, uh, God, somebody get the... God damn it, Gene, go back to bed. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Oh, I hope you got yeah, one of those. Clean it up. I hope you got one of those little green machines that uh, suck up whenever you have a new pet. Oh, and, uh, for Christ! Not toilet sake. trained. Oh, Jesus! He he must have been sleepwalking. He just walked right into the goddamn living room, pulled it out, pissed on the floor. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> so, oh, God in heaven! Oh, uh, what's it? I just, I just I just got this goddamn carpet put in. You got to clean that up before it's staying. So let's go ahead and hit this last match and we'll let you go. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Get out of there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn dog. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Get, get away from there. Uh, oh, shit. Hurry up. Let's, I got to get uh, this. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> in a horseman title match, Bufu the Clown versus Rubber Duck. Bufu coming in with new moves, a new oh, look. The Rubber Duck, God. the same old Damn shit. <laughs> The rubber duck in yellow is, I believe, uh, the Sierra's carpet Don't is right now. Don't say yellow. God, <clears throat> I got a big stain all over my goddamn carpet now. Uh, okay, well, it's a uh, quick pick, Bufu, I'm going with, because he's got he's got a new attitude. He's got a new style. I think he's going to take the duck. Oh, God. Let me get my bearings back here. Let me get back to... <laughs> 
Let me come back to ground zero. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm not so sure he's going to win, but we all know who I'm rooting for. I said it earlier in this show. It's going to be boo foo, boo foo, boo foo. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that sick rubber duck. And, you know, I just speaking of, oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> the rubber duck would never come in here and piss on your floor. I'll say that much. Well, well you know, he's wearing he goddamn rubber pants next time I, I get, I'm going to have to have jeans wear a pair next time I give my Mickey for God's sake. <laughs> it would look like a water balloon, like a frog's throat when he pops, pops it well, out. Know, they, you know, thank God he's got, you know, he's old and his prostate's going. It was, wasn't much of a stream, but still, there's a little puddle there. <laughs> That's the problem with that those big prostates. Up. You end up pissing like a racehorse half the time. <laughs> Fortunately, you didn't. Uh, you'd need a get a vacuum or something oh, like that. Get a Jesus, a Swiffer. Fuck anything. We'll no, do. no. You know, I got, I got, I got a carpet cleaner here. You know, you got the dogs on the on the ranch, and they just sometimes they go traipsing through the manure, and sometimes you got to clean up a spot. So not a big deal. <laughs> so, just kind of caught me off guard. And so you, you got the classification it, it out right here in my living room. A jean with the. <laughs> Nice show for there uh, out there on the ranch. <laughs> you gotta sell tickets at this some point, but uh, that's that's our oh, show you know, for today. Can we get can we get Chaz back on the line? Maybe he can put Gene up at a hotel or something. <laughs> I, I gotta get him the hell out of here. And put Gene put Gene in the shed. Roofie him up, and that way he can just walk around and piss in the shed. You can hose it out oh, that way. Jesus, I don't uh, know what to do with this man. He's just driving me insane. <laughs> anyway, that's the worst gonna- thing is he won't even remember it tomorrow morning when I tell him. <laughs> just, well, you got you got security cameras. You ought to be showing that. <laughs> He'll oh probably deny it anyway. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I can't imagine the smell. <laughs> you got to take oh, care of that God. shit. Uh, uh, well, that's going to be. I should have done the hardwood floor. <laughs> Damn it. What was I thinking? No, it's gonna it's gonna go into the padding and everything. You're gonna have a hell of a time getting out of there. You're making me feel real good about this. You just shut up, quit piling on. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's our I'm show. I'm gonna come over and piss on your floor. See how funny it is. <laughs> Please don't. I got new cats. There, that's enough of the trouble there. Good thing I didn't get dogged myself. I'll tell you what, I'm getting him a one way train ticket to Benwood. He's <laughs> just he's gonna have to have a hard time finding me because I'm gonna move. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got to move right now. This is the uh, HWA uh, radio here for you. And uh, th- th- join us next week with the the show 11. And join us uh, this Saturday. Saturday, remember, uh, is the new show for this week. And uh, th- with all those matches that we mentioned, it's going to be a hell of a time. And uh, with yeah, that, well, we just... you're, you're on Saturday. Me and Gene are going to miss bingo night. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> you guys never win anyway. You guys, uh, Gene's too slow. You see, he's, ha- he's in the bag half the time. <laughs> But anyway, let's uh, go ahead and thank you. So give us uh, some information or just let us know uh, uh, at HWA. At, uh, if you go to the, uh, the, the anchor.fm slash HWA rules, uh, you can sign up for our podcast there. And, of course, HWARules.com for the show. But uh, uh, have some closing words for us there, Gene. Uh, Gene. I, I, I just I got to go. He's got to go. He's got to shampoo the carpet. We'll talk to you soon, folks.